the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Folks, welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. to the Eric McTaxas Show. When Eric was a kid, he won a contest to ride on one of Santa's flying reindeer. Well, the experience was so amazing that Eric decided to change his middle name to that special reindeer. Now, please welcome the man who loves soaring to new heights, Eric Litson McTaxas. Hey, folks, welcome. Happy holidays. I always say that sarcastically. Chris Himes, you know I'm saying that sarcastically. I meant to say Merry Christmas. Um, actually, Merry yes, Christmas. That's what, yeah, that's legal now. We can say that. But it was it's illegal legal for many years. Because Trump illegal. is back in office. Oh, wait, right. not yet. Um, not yet. So, so uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year in advance to those of you who are planning to be alive in a few days when 2024 dawns, which is really, it's going to be one of the craziest years let me say in American history, no exaggeration. Yeah, that's, we have a, that's things a lot. going on that we cannot even talk about, like madness, lunacy. But I want to be clear. I believe God's will will prevail. I believe that it's like being in a war and you fight and you pray and you trust God with the outcome. And I believe things are happening. As I've spoken around the country this past year, I've been profoundly encouraged meeting amazing people, going to amazing churches. One thing people ask me is, hey, what can I do, Eric? Number one thing you can do. If you're going to a church that is not taking this battle for liberty seriously, taking this battle against evil seriously, oh yeah, evil exists. Like cutting parts off of children and young people, um, you know, I, I think if you don't understand that that's evil, if you don't understand that strangers flooding across our border, Chinese nationals of, you know, I, I, young men in their 20s, uh, radical uh, Muslims uh, who are potentially sleeper cells for Hamas, people kind of act like, oh, yeah, that's just conservative talking points. Boy, do I wish that were true. But it's not. It's evil. And we have an administration in bed with evil. And so if you're going to a church that is not dealing with this, and there are many churches, otherwise good churches, that are not dealing with this, that think politics is out of the realm of the church. If slavery were on the ballot, would you say that? If Jim Crow laws are on the ballot, would you say that? Do you think the civil rights movement born in the churches, do you think that that was out of line, that the churches got political and tried to get legislation against Jim Crow laws? Do you think that's out of line? Many... American pastors, that's what they seem to think. So here's my action point. If you're going to a church like that, please, for the sake of your own soul, get out. Don't ever give a dime to a church that is not in this 
battle. I mean that very seriously. In hindsight, I think you'll realize I was right when I said this. I think a couple of years from now, you're going to say, you know what? Yeah, yeah. We were part of a church like going to a German church in the 30s that says, we're not going to get political. We're not going to be part of those taking a stand against Hitler. No, no, we don't want any trouble. We don't want any trouble. We we, uh, we just want to do church. Folks, that's the devil's church. Pretty harsh, right? Except, unfortunately, if you look at what happened in Germany, it's true. I'm telling you, if you read my book, Letter to the American Church, the parallels are not deniable. So you want to pretend that they're deniable. You want to ignore the facts. God is going to judge us for what we do and what we don't do. And if you're going to a church that doesn't take this seriously, I want to tell you that that is scary to me. We all need to link arms in this battle. So that's my uh, that's my message to you. If you're going to one of those churches, the time is over. Like, oh, I think we can convince the pastor to be a little bit more bold. No, it's, it's over. Jesus cursed the fig tree. Over. Done. Um, you need to uh, find a church uh, or find a group of people who are willing to pray and willing to take this seriously and to be active in, in whatever way you can be active. We're all active in different ways. Everybody can't do the same thing. Everybody's not called to do the same thing. Everybody doesn't have time to do the same thing, but we can all do a little something. And the one thing you can do is not go to a church that's just playing church. Um, okay. Uh, Chris, I want to say a couple of things. This is, uh, you know, this is Christmas week. So we're airing some reruns, some fantastic, fantastic conversations I have had um, with with a number of people. Uh, we're airing them this week. We continue our campaign uh, into January. Very important with CSI. Uh, we're still way behind hitting our goal. So uh, if you've not yet participated, uh, you still have the chance to go to metaxastalk.com. I want to exhort you to go to metaxastalk.com. Dot com, please go to metaxistalk.com, please. And while you are there, you'll see the banner. Click on the CSI banner. Uh, if you prefer to use the phone number, I'll give you the phone number in a minute. I'll let you get a pencil or a typewriter or a crayon or I don't know what you use, but I'm going to let you have time to get it so you can write down the phone number. But when you give to CSI, every $250 frees a slave and sets them up in a life of freedom. It's an amazing opportunity, folks. It's very rare you get an opportunity like this to be part of something this beautiful, this clearly good. There's no mitigating factor. It's not like, oh, when you give $250, it goes to some bureaucracy. No, this is this is CSI. That's why we we work with them. So here's the phone number. Again, the, the, the website is metaxistalk.com. You can click on that. The phone number is 888-253-3522. Again, 888-253-3522. 888-253-3522. I want to really encourage you uh, to do that. That's a beautiful thing that you can do. Um I also want to encourage you to go to SocratesInTheCity.com and sign up. You'll see a thing that says Socrates Plus. You can't yet pay any money, but we'll send you the email when it goes live. Socrates Plus is 
It's going to be big, folks. This year is the year of Socrates Plus. We've been working on it all year long. We're ready now. January 4th, it goes live. There's going to be all kinds of Socrates programming on it and other kinds of programming on it. A gentleman's guide, lots of loony, wonderful stuff. We say the tagline is truth, humor, hope. Uh, We need a little bit of those things in our lives. So you can go to SocratesInTheCity.com. On the right side, you'll see Socrates Plus. Click on that. Um, I want to also encourage you, please help uh, our sponsor, Mike Lindell, MyPillow.com, MyStore.com. If you go to MyPillow.com or MyStore.com, please use the code ERIC. Please tell your friends to use the code ERIC. Um, There's a lot you can do. You can share these videos. Uh, If you... If you get these videos, if you go to um, ericmetaxas.com, if you're signed up for my newsletter, a couple times a week we send out a newsletter, you can sign up at ericmetaxas.com. We send you these videos. We send you all kinds of stuff. You can share them with your friends. You can sign your friend up to get the newsletter so they can get the videos directly, all these interviews that we're airing this week and every week. Um, And you can also tell them to use the code. If you want to support this program, use the code ERIC when you go to mystore.com and mypillow.com. Um, we, we've just got lots of great stuff we're airing this week. We are airing um, some of these conversations that I did at Socrates in the studio. That's a new feature of Socrates Plus. When that launches, you're going to be able to see all these video conversations on this program. We're just doing the audio conversations, obviously, and they're edited down. But to see the whole thing, they'll, that'll, be, that'll be available January 4th at Socrates Plus, which is this big streaming platform. So I want to encourage you to get news on that. Uh, Click on SocratesInTheCity.com. On the right side, you'll see Socrates Plus. But there's no way I can do it justice. When you'll see it, I think it will amaze you. Uh, So again, I want to encourage you along all these lines, go to SocratesInTheCity.com, sign up for our emails, go to EricMetaxas.com, sign up for my weekly newsletters, um, which probably we're going to be doing more than once a week now because we have so much information. And don't forget CSIMetaxasTalk.com. You'll see the banner, an opportunity to be part of something beautiful, doing something beautiful for God. Go to MetaxasTalk.com, the phone number 888-253-3522. Folks, right now in other parts of the world, people's lives are being threatened simply for believing in Jesus. People have been enslaved for their faith. So listeners to this show know that I'm passionate about the work of Christian Solidarity International because they protect and free those who are being persecuted and enslaved for their Christian faith. I've got to thank you for your life-changing generosity for years now. If you've given a CSI through this program, you have played a role in freeing literally thousands of captives. So as we near the end of this year, can I ask you to give once again your gift of just $250 will free a woman in Sudan who has been enslaved for years. You can buy a believer's freedom and provide her with food and other supplies necessary to start her new life. Just $250. Maybe you can give more and free more people. Call 888-253-3522, 888-253-3522, or go to metaxastalk.com. Please do it, metaxastalk.com.
Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold can hedge against inflation and against the volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool that they've added. Please go check it out today. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. With the kids jingle bell. Folks, you're listening to a special edition of the show. These are the audio versions of amazing conversations I had. Socrates in the studio. These have not aired yet. The videos are not out yet. We want to encourage you to go to SocratesInTheCityPlus.com, SocratesInTheCityPlus.com. Sign up. This goes live January 4th. You can see the videos. It's amazing. I also want to encourage you, if you haven't yet, go to MetaxasTalk.com and give to CSI, one of the greatest things you could conceivably do around the Christmas season, an amazing gift for anyone you can think of. Go to go to MetaxasTalk.com. Click on the CSI banner. Be generous. It's a beautiful thing. Metaxastalk.com. And don't forget, SocratesInTheCityPlus.com. And now here's my conversation with the great Anthony Bradley at Socrates in the Studio. Here it is. So self-confidence is sort of the birthplace of virtue. If you believe that you are a person of capacity, then you don't care about rejection if you do the right thing. You just don't care. You read the book of Proverbs, and you're like, yep, that's me. And guess what? If people don't like it, they can go kick rocks. So I was, I've uh, had these conversations with, with some of the lads at the University of Arkansas in the Kappa Alpha fraternity, uh, Phi Delta Theta fraternity there, Christian guys in sort of the party atmosphere. And they basically said this to me. They said this, I came in as a Christian. I have these values. And I told the guys, hey, this is, what, this is what I'm about. I don't do this and this and this and this. And if you don't like it, then you can reject me. And the guy's like, we love that. And why do they love that? Because these are men of conviction, of principle, and they can trust that. 
And so what happened inevitably is that these Christian guys who are in these great fraternities become the leaders really quickly. Because the masses believe, that, well, this is a guy that has those convictions. Somebody who actually believes something. I always say that when, you, when, you, when, when, when people who don't know what they believe or don't know whether anything's worth believing encounter someone who believes something strongly, they're, they're taken aback and they're attracted to it. They just think, what is that? I want some of that. Because it's just, it's innate in us and we see it so infrequently, again, in, in, in modern culture. Absolutely. And, and unfortunately, the sorts of institutions that used to provide a rite of passage, yeah. that used to develop these sorts of virtues in young men, have really fallen away. You could think about, I was, I'm an Eagle Scout, and the Boy Scouts used to be the sort of place where older men could yeah. really invest in yeah. forming yeah. these virtues in young men, pushing them, inviting them to do challenging things, sort of a rite of passage. You do it with these other lads in the company of older men. Right. They, they inspire and speak virtue and validation in you. You see things in yourself that you didn't see. They give you leadership opportunities, and you graduate. You do amazing things after you become an Eagle yeah. Scout because you yeah. have this self-confidence that I'm the kind of person who has these capacities, so let me now use them in a brand-new space. And so this idea that we can take a young lad from his comf- the comfortability of his home, bring him to university, have him face challenges and then learn these capacities and he's confident about who he is. He's a virtuous leader. And then he goes back for the purpose of service to make his own community a much, much better place because he has a self-confidence to do that. You see some of this uh, that you're talking about in the world of sports. I, I was not a sports guy and I have lamented that uh, for, for decades. The idea that you're part of a team, you're part of a group, you have a common cause. Often for men, that is something that um, does some of what we're talking about here. Um, but obviously not everybody's going to be, uh, you know, uh, on the sports team in college. This is, a similar, this is a similar thing. Whether you play sports or don't, you, you get that. It's, it's built into it. A lot of men also uh, get that in military service. I mean, you, watching sitcoms growing up, uh, because of the era, you know, as in the 70s and stuff, people always talk about, you know, my army buddy is in town. My army, because they all served in World War II or in Korea, my army buddy. And there was this, you know, tribal in the best sense uh, of camaraderie that came out of that. And you hear that a lot, that people who um, are in the military, they have something so special. In fact, it's so special that often when they come home, they're confused because they, they're longing for that feeling. Uh, and, and again, we live in a culture that really uh, works against that, that kind of uh, group camaraderie among men particularly. And, and men, men need it. I mean, men thrive when they, when they have that. I, I recently returned from my 40th anniversary of my chapter at Clemson, and I wish I had had a camera in the room just to watch what happened when everybody got back together. So it's a group of, of men in their 40s and 50s and 60s. And the amount of energy and affection and camaraderie that happens when they return because they what, what happened? They had a three or four year experience with, with a group of people during this formative phase of life. And they and they developed these brothers 
who, with whom they now do life together. They sort of share life together. And it continued after college to sort of be back in the room together. Just the amount of hugs and, and laughter. And I, I, think, I think if you look at what fraternities provide, you're exactly right. Outside of sports, outside of the military, on a college campus, the only institution that can provide this sort of structured camaraderie and, and brotherhood and formation and a rite of passage is a fraternity that's done well. And I think this is the tragedy of fraternities when they're not done well, is it, it actually squanders all of that capacity. Like I said, 350,000 men. I think about what happened in this country if in four years from this day that we had 350,000 men enter into the marketplace full of virtue and self-confidence to be great men. It would change the whole country. In fact, I would say it would change the world. That's literally true. I mean, there's, there's no question about that. But again, to me, the genius of your, uh, your thesis here um, has to do with the fact that this already exists. It's not like we have to go create something. We already have Greek life uh, in the numbers that you've just quoted to us. That's a staggering thing. Uh, and the fact that they are all effectively being attacked, that, 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 that you know, we're, we're being told, uh, you know, it's toxic masculinity, Fred House's classic example, whatever. In other words, that, 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 I think, might goad them to do something about it. And, you know, the, the, in other words, the, uh, the crisis is the opportunity. That as you, you're seeing... Um, men in general, but particularly men in, in, in Greek life, being told, you're unnecessary, this isn't working, whatever, that you think, okay, so we can go away, or we can change our model, uh, and we can adopt the model that, that you're um, talking about. So now, practically speaking, I know you have a podcast. You, do you talk about this on the podcast? I do. So there's sort of there are several opportunities for, for for people to engage this. One, there's a website, Heroic Fraternities. Where there's a website, Heroic Fraternities. There's a website, uh-huh. Heroic Fraternities, that has all this information there, and there are links to the interviews that I that I have with students across the country. And I'm developing now a YouTube channel where I'm doing more interviews with fraternity guys as well. I also have a list of fraternities that are sort of signing on to the heroic fraternity mission. They want to be one of these virtue-forming institutions on their campuses. So you can see a list of, of, of chapters on college campuses that are, that are there as, as, as well. So there, there are lots of opportunities I'm sort of building out to invite more and more, more, and more uh, chapters to this. I also have a, an Instagram account called Heroic Fraternities where I celebrate and highlight the good things that chapters are doing. I'm following about 2,500 fraternities across, across the country uh, right now. And like I said, I mean, you know, fraternities are now contacting me and wanting me to come out and, and speak. And I've just had such great opportunities. I, I, I'll, I'll just say for the record, there are a number of CEOs that I'm now having conversations with, the CEO of, of Lambda Chi Alpha, the CEO of Phi Delta Theta, where they're now thinking about sort of changing the whole model of fraternities to make them values-driven institutions that form good men into great men. They're really committed to sort of swapping out the playbook 
and and restarting something something new. And there's just a lot of momentum right now, so I'm really, 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 really excited about about where things are going because there's a lot of uh, of challenges that we have in this country with, with our young men. And if we don't engage them, we're in a world of trouble. Just one quick stat. I saw this a couple weeks ago. 45% of men 18 to 24 years old have never asked a woman out. They've never even approached a woman. So... What we're finding is that a lot of these sorts of communities, fraternities, are actually ways that some of these older guys are helping younger guys to do something like that, to sort of start a relationship. Yeah. Because what's happening? Marriage rates are declining. The fertility rate is also plummeting precipitously. And it's all, it's all has a lot to do with the fact that we lack a generation of confident men who want to be great fathers and great statesmen and great employees and bosses and things like that. For more than 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider standing behind their values and their exceptional service. They're an example of putting the cause ahead of profits, and it's why I am proud to partner with them. Starting today, Patriot Mobile is extending their Black Friday deal to the Every Friday Matters deal, and you can get a free smartphone when you switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're Supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, our veterans and first responders, and more. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your existing phone, or for a limited time, get a free smartphone from Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash metaxas or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. Again, get a free smartphone with promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join me, make the switch today. patriotmobile.com slash metaxas or call 972-PATRIOT. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful at lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Just the other night, I was asked that question. Well, the owners of Relief Factor tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and I agree with them. And the doctors who formulated Relief Factor for them selected the four best ingredients, yes, 100% drug-free ingredients, and each one of them helps your body deal with inflammation. Each of the four ingredients deals with inflammation from a different metabolic pathway. That's the point. So approaching from four different angles may be why so many people find such wonderful relief. If you've got back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or just getting older, you should order the three-week quick start discounted to only $19.95 to see if it'll work for you. It has worked for about 70% of the half a million people who've tried it and have ordered more. I'm one of them. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out about this offer. Feel the difference. I taught for 14 years at the King's College. We have a house system at, at the college, right? Sort of off that old Oxford model of, of houses. These lads and, and young ladies live together. They'd be in a community together for four years. And I watch what happened. I watch what happened when a freshman comes in, joins a community of like-minded men. They challenge and develop him. And then on the other side, he graduates and then becomes an outstanding person. I saw it happen for 14 years. You saw it. I saw it happen. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, this is 
in some ways pretty normative on a lot of Christian college campuses to have these sorts of communities. And I'm looking at these big state schools and I'm thinking, well, what is it? Where on the university campus can we capture what I'm seeing at the King's College? Where can I somehow replicate a framework, an institution, a model where you're just turning out great men who also make their communities better and become great dads and great little league coaches and great mayors and great business owners and great men in the military and, and, and things like that. I mean, where else can I do that? And I'm looking around. Uh, there's sports, as you mentioned, right? There may be ROTC, things like that. But other than that, this just didn't exist except for fraternities. And as I looked at the data in terms of where fraternity men end up, wouldn't it be great if Congress was full of virtuous men? Wouldn't it be great if, if the business sector, our, our business leadership was full of virtuous men? Wouldn't it be great if the Supreme Court was full of virtuous men? I mean, that'd be fantastic. And so where do we go to get those, those men? So my own interest is always how far upstream can I go to get the results that we want in 10, 15, 20 years. And I'm thinking, well, one, one way to go upstream is to really focus on, on this population cohort of men who are actually going to college. When you mentioned the King's College, the house system that they had at King's, which is very similar, as you're saying, to um, people would, people, young men would come up to me and say, I'm a member of the House of Bonhoeffer at King's College. They'd be excited about it, you know. Not because uh, just because I'd written a book on Bonhoeffer, but you could see that they had this sense of like, I'm part of this thing. Uh, And people long to be part of something, to be proud of something. Uh, And um, and I was I was just always impressed by that. But then I was impressed by how Kings had uh, created houses with the names of heroic figures, which which is fascinating to me, not all of whom were Christians by any means, uh, you know, uh, you know, Churchill, uh, I don't know what his theology was, but, you know, heroic figures, somehow people that were, uh, that stood for something or whatever. And that is, again, part of what has uh, fallen to the side in, in our culture, to lift up what does it mean to be great. What is greatness? Let's, let's, let's even talk about greatness. In a funny way, you know, when you're dealing with cultural Marxism, they don't believe in greatness. They don't believe in the idea of the great individual. They, they believe in the, the gray sludge of, you know, we're, we're all somehow, uh, we're not meant to distinguish ourselves in, in great ways, which is really sick, frankly. But that's been, um, that's trickled into the culture, you know, uh, from, you know, critical theory used to be just in universities, but it's trickled into the culture. And that, that's, that's another part of what we're talking about. Yeah, when, when I was at, at King's, I was the faculty advisor for the House of Churchill for about 10 years. And so what did I see? Over the years, I saw that when I spoke words of validation and affirmation, when I invited them to be, to be great, they responded. I didn't have to shame them. I didn't have to tell, rebuke them yeah. in, ter- in terms of saying, don't be a bad person. When we had a list of virtues and values, and I said, hey, you should, you should aspire to be more courageous. 
you should aspire to be sort of more encouraging. You should, you should aspire to be more excellent. They're like, yeah, 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 I want, I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that. And, and I just, like I said, I saw over the years guys come in at 18, and when they graduated at, at 21 or 22, right, when they, when, when they, by the time they left college, they were completely different people. And they were the kind of men that any father would want their daughter to marry. And I just watched it happen over a four-year period. And I think the culture, uh, our country needs more of that. We don't, we don't need less bad men. We need more great men. And I'm committed to going around college campuses to, in, to invite these young guys to be absolutely, astoundingly excellent. And when I do that, they sign up. They're, they're excited about it. With the overturn of Roe v. Wade, lots of companies are coming out saying they'll pay for employee abortion travel and expenses. Most of you have heard about some of these companies. You've decided to stop shopping or doing business there. But did you know that you most likely own stock in those companies through your 401ks, IRAs, and other investment accounts? Folks, this is a huge problem, and we need to do something about this to send a message to Wall Street through our investments. You need to go to inspireadvisors.com slash Eric and get a free Inspire Impact Report. This biblical investment analysis will educate you on what's really in your investment accounts like companies paying for abortion travel you need to go to inspireadvisors.com slash eric to connect with an inspire advisors financial professional who can run your report and help remove companies paying for abortion travel today go to inspireadvisors.com slash eric that's inspireadvisors.com slash eric advisory services are offered through inspire advisors llc a registered investment advisor with the sec Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. He didn't just stop at the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Made from the world's best cotton called Giza, these sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98. These sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square and use promo code Metaxas at checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square and use promo code Eric at checkout. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-978-3057 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code Eric. What's interesting to me also about the model and the way you're talking about it is that you you don't have to um, confront, you know, wokery or cultural Marxism head on. You can almost do an end run around it. All you do is talk about greatness. People respond. They don't, you know, they know intuitively that this is something they want, um, and and that's interesting to me. In other words, that, that, that this, that we're not talking about conservative virtues or Christian virtues. We're, we're talking about things that are inherent and that almost everyone responds to 
when you talk about it. They want that. Um, but again, in the culture, we don't, we don't have a lot of discussion of this. Uh, and uh, again, it's why I wrote my book, Seven Men and Seven More Men, because I thought nobody is saying, what, what does it look like to be great? What, what are some models? And the king's college house model of naming these names and, you know, putting these things out there. Because part of what we're talking about um, also has to do with the death of heroism itself as a concept, Uh, you know, tearing down statues, not just statues of of people with whom we disagree, but the very idea of putting up statues and saying this person achieved something. Even that idea has fallen on hard times. You don't see a lot of representational statues being being put up. I mean, when Central Park was created, you know, 150 years ago, they put up all these statues of poets and this and that and whatever. And that was a thing in the 19th century when when Greek life emerged. The the the, the idea that I want to be I want to be somebody somehow that idea itself has been denigrated. The idea of heroism itself has been denigrated. It has, except for one institution, fraternities. And so guys are, are, are seeking these out because it's one of the last bastions in our culture that does exactly what you just said. When you're in a fraternity, they, 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 they put up a list of all the great alumni in the past who've done amazing things, who are amazing people, not, not perfect people, imperfect people who've done great things. And they say, hey, if you embrace the values and virtues of this fraternity, one day you can be like that. And the guy's like, yep, I want to be like that. So you're right. All of these things have fallen away, and there are just a few institutions left that still embody what you mentioned. And I think that's one of the advantages that Greek life has, both on the sorority side but also on the fraternity side, to, to do what we've lost that still, it's, it's sort of an, an opportunity to, to maintain those systems and structures that in the past produced great people. And instead of giving up on them, instead of saying we should just toss them because they're flawed, I'm thinking, well, let's make them great. Let's, let's reinfuse what was lost because it's already there. The system's there, the structures are the values are there. What, we, what we've not done since Animal House is invite them to embrace those things. And when we do that, I think we're going to see massive, massive change. One thing we haven't talked about, and I'm amazed neither of us brought it up, but the very idea that fraternities are all men and sororities are all women, that alone at this point is a dramatically countercultural thing. That's a fascinating concept right there because part of what has gotten into the current, gotten us into the current cultural mess is, um, you know, the deconstruction of the concept of man and woman. And you don't even need to get into the transgender madness. Just the very idea in our lifetimes of, you know, what, what is a man r- r- really or what is a woman really? There were, uh, in every society in history, places for men to hang out with men and women to hang out with women. It was always a thing, and it was always understood as healthy. Healthy for women, healthy for men. 
that, in a way, has gone out of the culture. Uh, you know, the, 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 the secret societies at Yale, none of which uh, I was involved with, but they at some point became co-ed. The idea that fraternities are groups of men is itself extraordinary. I mean, it really is, uh, it's an opportunity to my mind. I I don't know if there are any uh, fraternities or sororities around America that have gone co-ed. I imagine probably there are, but by and large, not. And that is astonishing, and I would also say it's probably why they have been attacked, because they're they're outliers in a sense on the, on that simply on that they are and what's true is that the 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 data shows that when they're in these sort of single sex cohorts they become better for each other right and so it seems to me that we would want more of this rather than less of this because it makes everybody better it makes everybody better the campus is better off when women have opportunities to invest in each other, to mentor and to coach and to even use that Christian phrase, disciple one another, you know, the virtues of being an outstanding adult, and that, that boys benefit from the exact same thing. And I, I think in part, one of the reasons that there's so much interest now in fraternities with a lot of young lads is that they've never had this. They've never had sort of a men's only space where they can sort of relax, not have to posture, not have to be a certain type of person, and just be a guy and be silly and have fun. And these guys will tell me stories about how they will stay up to 2 or 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning just talking, right? sharing their stories, asking for advice, getting help, processing their parents' divorce, talking about their breakup issues, right? There's space where they actually need to do that. And women need it the same. We often are okay with women having spaces where women can invest in each other. But for some reason, we're suspicious when guys get together. But when you look at the psych data right now for young men, it seems to me that you would want your son in fraternity because he's much more likely to, to be less anxious, less depressed, right? less stressed, et cetera, by being in a community of guys who were doing a couple of things. One, having a lot of fun, but also investing in him as a person and caring about him as a, as a person. Again, when I talk to guys about why they join fraternities, the number one reason, the overwhelmingly number one reason that they give me is brotherhood. They want deep Brotherhood. They've never had it before. And, they, and they, here's what they know. If I don't get it in college, I'm done. Season, and Santa Claus is coming round. The Christmas snow is white on the ground. When old Santa gets into... You know, when you get on in life and you, you have trouble whether it's in your marriage or your job, who do you talk to? How do you process it? And if you don't have a healthy way to process it, you're very likely to process it in an unhealthy way, by checking out, by stepping away, by whatever it is. Um, and so this, in a way, has a lot to do with you know, emotional health for society. And a lot of the statistics you quote in the book and have talked about here show that we are in a crisis. 
Absolutely. And, and when you talk to young men in fraternities, they tell me that they have, for the first time in their life, people outside of their family with whom they can share secrets in the context of trust. And that trust is built, by the way, on, on the back end of doing something fun and challenging together. So men build trust in relationships. Yeah. yeah. After they've done something together, after they've done something together, we have to do something together first, and then we open up and right. and provide a context for trust and vulnerability. It's not that men aren't vulnerable; it's that men are only vulnerable with people that they trust aren't going to use their vulnerability against them later. Right? Right? I'm, I'm, right. right? That's the trust part. If I tell you this, you're not going to. I'm, I'm not going to hear it back. Come back to me later. Right. And in a fraternity, what, they, what they're doing is they're testing that out. They're being vulnerable a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and see what happens. Just a reciprocity there. And after three or four years of that, you graduate with a group of guys, you know, five, six guys with whom you have these rust relationships. And I talk about that in the book. These are relationships where, where over time you ladle in and out of people's lives, but you could, you could not talk for five years and then call each other, and it's almost like the five years didn't happen. You could not talk for 10 years, and then you get together, and it just restarts. Like, it, 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 right, right, right where you left off. And fraternities provide guys these relationships so that when life gets hard in middle age, you can get on the phone or get on a plane and go visit your fraternity brother. And they know this because this is, what the, this is what they hear from the older alums when they come back and tell them how important those relationships have been. And I just don't see outside of fraternities where this, is, where this becomes normative and is regularized, mm-hmm. both within the context of college culture or even within the context of, of culture in general for men who are in this age cohort of 18 to 24, I think one of the reasons that people should go to college is, yeah, the education's great. Yeah, you can get prepared for a job, absolutely. But the social aspect, to me, is also worth investing in because you have a network of people with whom you'll do the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years with. This is a huge idea. I just want to say, uh, it makes me want to go back to college and join a frat. I can't do that, but uh, I can encourage people <laughs> to do that. Um, so is there a list? Have you thought about uh, putting out a list of fraternities that have signed up to be heroic fraternities? Because it seems to me that, you know, uh, you, you don't, not all fraternities are espousing these values or are familiar with, with you or the book or the concept. Uh, is this a thing that you're thinking about putting out there that fraternities that have signed on as yes, we're on board with this concept? Yeah, we are developing a, a certification program. So if, if a fraternity wants to sign up for this model, they can be certified as a heroic fraternity on their campus. So we are rolling this out this year, and we've got about a dozen or so fraternities across the country who are saying yes. We're about this. We want to be great men. We want to be heroic. We want to make fraternities the kind of places that actually are the primary draw for the university, not the sports program, not the education. Uh We're having a list of just to tell parents where the best fraternities are at what what universities and the ones who are at least moving in this direction. This gives me a lot of hope, which isn't so easy to do. 
So I want to say, Dr. Anthony Bradley, um, thank you for all you've done, but particularly uh, for this, uh, I think it's extraordinary. And uh, thank you for your time today. God bless you. Thanks for having me. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.